So calories determine what you weigh, macros determine how you look, and quality determines how you feel. So one thing you always used to tell me that I always loved was when I was cutting weight and I'd be like, should I be eating this much and stuff? And he's like, eat like an athlete, not a model. Yeah. Adderall and vodka martinis. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through football camps, rugby camps. Uh, I built a business. Um, Deals with me every day. Yeah, the sauna thing is the most insane test of uh, willpower. Oh, I mean, you think you're going to die. I'd love to know from a medical professional or someone who does it very often, like, what's really happening? Like, I felt irregular heartbeats. I felt like I was seizing up. I felt like I was going to pass out. The irony, too, when you get in a cold shower when you're done, you're like, I'm surrounded by wonderful water and i can't put any of it inside of me it's fucked up uh, it's 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 well yeah i mean all those are kind of normal to an extent but it's one of those things too it's it's if you know what it depends on what you did till you got to that point the extent of how you feel with those things they uh but i mean irregular heartbeat that's just normal i mean your blood pressure is changing it's getting you're getting hot and you're getting down so i mean that's pretty normal but you know, it depends on how recovered you are when you get in there, how well fed you are. And oh, I hadn't eaten, I hadn't eaten in two days. Until. Yeah, I hadn't eaten in like yeah, two well, days. That's, yeah, that's mistake number one. <laughs> <laughs> get him, Tyler. Um, uh, well, mistake number uh, one was not losing more weight before the three months I had all. coming into that. That's, yeah. all. that's <laughs> always mistake number one for, for weight cuts. <laughs> so, Tyler, as a we're just jumping right into it as a master of. What, what should I call you? Master of nutrition. You were my nutritionist for my UFC career. You work with a bunch of elite UFC fighters and I'm sure some other celebrities and stuff. I know you were back in the day. Um, what is kind of going on in your body when you're doing those like last bit weight cuts in the hot tub, sauna, everything? Because I know that you're, you're very familiar with cutting weight with everybody. <laughs> So what's going on in the body? Oh man, it depends on the body and depends, <laughs> depends on a lot of factors, but I mean, essentially a weight cut, you know, not to be confused with weight loss. When someone says weight loss, you know, weight loss can be anything. It can be using the bathroom. Fat loss is a whole different thing. But when we're talking about a weight cut, we're trying to pull water out of the body. Uh, and that involves, you know, uh, manipulation of electrolytes to just pee more, um, and to let loose of more. And then the final part, we actually sweat. Uh, and it's literally getting your body temperature up to where your body wants to sweat and hold it there. But the problem is a lot of what happens leading up to the weight cut, we've done so many things to throw off our body's um, hormones and to throw off our body's nervous system that our body doesn't want to sweat. So we're forcing it into a position and all our body wants to do is survive. Because if we've starved ourselves, if we've dehydrated ourselves, and we've under recovered and then we show up your body's already in survival mode and it's literally doing things to make you to make you hold water and then we're trying to force this water out of it and that's where you get a lot of problems uh, with it but if we do it right you show up well fed you show up well hydrated and you show up well recovered and we i like to say we're not we're not trying to trick the body into doing anything i mean modern modern man has been around for hundreds of thousands of years we we can't trick we can't trick the body it's it, it'll trick us the, the the body keeps the score and it always wins so we have to work with the body and what the body naturally wants to do to make it give us what we want <laughs> my body wants to eat and not get in the sauna or anything but we still fight it exactly <laughs> you know 
It's funny that you just said that because I was actually telling Miller that before his fight, we were sitting in the locker room and I was telling him, um, I think that was when his saying. I don't know. That, I was shitting my pants uncontrollably <laughs> at that point. So I kind of yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I went to, when I went to refeed, rehydrate, it was fucking a mess. Because, uh, uh, bro, I only had three hours. Like we weight cut all the way till weigh-ins. Uh, and they did uh they did same day weigh in so 5 p.m weigh in 7 30 was when the fight started um, and you you got your you got it's called osmotic diarrhea you're, yeah bro electric your electrolytes are off you don't it's kind of you know not not saying your program but it's not not trashing your program but it's like if you don't rehydrate correctly and your your electrolyte balance gets off it causes osmotic diarrhea and it's like you're cutting weight all over <laughs> bro yeah no, we like can five- be honest your program was off <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean my program your program i don't have it. a fucking program it was your program you had a diet you had a diet and everything leading up yeah you didn't really follow yeah i did you didn't fully follow. we went a little off the kilter <laughs> in vancouver you ate chicken with mayonnaise <laughs> anyways yeah you go ahead you were yeah you were fucked up yeah no dude so yeah i, I don't know what question you're about to ask but yeah so i'm like um I'm so happy, bro. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I get to have fluid. So I was like, it's one of the happiest moments of my life, to be honest. It was like two days of torture. And then I made weight and tore my shirt off. And I was like, fuck you guys, fuck everyone in here. And I was like bouncing around. And that first like watermelon water I had was the most satisfying moment of my entire fucking life. I was like, this is magical and so i'm like you feel it hit the bottom you bro, feel it hit your stomach you yeah, feel it, it like go through your veins you feel it give you energy like yeah <laughs> so then i'm like trying to i'm just you know drinking water and i was taking it slow with food i was doing like baby food and stuff and then some chicken and i didn't go i didn't go ham but all of a sudden it just started coming back out and up till five minutes before i walked out i was like still shitting all over myself. I was trying not to like, I, Chris had already wrapped me earlier too. So I was trying not to like get shit on my wraps. So I was like, oh I had a system in the bathroom where I'd wrap my whole hand with toilet paper. And I was like, and then, and then I would, I would go to wipe and cramp up. So I would like cramp and fall with my pants down. And like, so I had when toilet paper all over my hand and shit coming out of my fucking ass. And I was like, I have to fight in five minutes. This is fucking insane. These are totally, so why, why, I have a question. How did, how did the, fight go i won yeah second round knockout tko yeah so it it worked out um anyways tyler it's good to meet you i'm glad we can jump right into poop stories i feel really close to you already (laughs) (laughs) but bro it it was blowing my mind and i was telling chris and i and he was telling me some cool stories that actually helped me not feel like such a pile of shit where like weidman had diarrhea going out for a fight and it's just crazy the mind fuck you go through when you cut weight like that and then you do have a fight the next day or that day and your brain is literally going, there's no way you can do this. Like there's no shot you, you can, like I could barely walk when we got there. Yeah, bro. It was rough. I said my first fight, I cut from 200 to well, about 202 pounds to 170 in one week. I didn't know what I was doing. This is well before I knew what I was doing. Uh, so I cut from 200, 202 pounds to one seventy. And from Sunday to Saturday, and then it was same day weigh-ins. So I weighed in, then I fought a few hours later, and I remember I won in nine seconds. But I remember the referee raised my hand, and when he did, my knees buckled because I was so weak. Wow! <laughs> did you like, have Did you have similar thoughts like that day? Like, fuck, I'm. I know I can get in there and do this. I'll swing for the fences. Uh, but were you going through the same sort of mental torture that I was going yeah. through? 
yeah, I felt so like I was weak and fatigued because I didn't know what I was doing back then. Um, uh, I was, yeah, I felt awful. I'm like, I don't really know how I'm going to fight. I can, I really, well, I remember feeling tired walking up the steps of the cage. Like I was already getting fatigued. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a, uh, something that I hope this goes fast. So fortunately <laughs> it's nine, nine seconds. So. And you always had some bangers of some fights too, that were high paced. So you want to go in there feeling good. Um, so Tyler, take us through, you can even use me as an example, since you've worked with me or what's kind of the protocol when you first start working with somebody or not even when you first start, but like when a, when a fight is offered or an athlete has something coming up and I know it'll vary with people, but is it, I, I know you send the diet kind of run me through like your whole protocol down yeah. to the last point. Yeah. So, man, man, things have, uh, I've evolved and improved and changed a lot just in the last few years. But so if it's someone calling me for the first time, if it's a fighter that's now, they call me for the first time, I've never worked with them. There's absolutely no guarantee that I'm going to work with them. I was making this point with someone fairly recently. And I was thinking since the beginning of this year, I've turned down 12 fighters um, that I just told, I, I was like, I don't think we're a good fit. Um, several of those missed weight and I, that was kind of my reason. I thought that they would, and several of them, they made weight and were fine. I just didn't want to be a part of it because it was beyond what I thought they could safely do. Cause I'm, I'm over the point, you know, I'm successful enough now that I can be picky and I'm over the point of working with people that are asking for, asking for miracles. I'm like, I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. I, I'm, I'm a performance, you know, like I, I want to help you perform. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not Jillian Michaels. I'm not here to, to make you go through the biggest loser challenge and then also hope you win the fight. And that's, that's not who I am, um, even though I've done that. So <laughs> when I go through people, I, I go through it with an application. I look it over. I'll speak with them. And if it's someone I want to take on, I'll start them on a plan. Uh, I ask fighters, you know, I know this is all, isn't always realistic, but, um, you know, I want to start eight to 12 weeks out if we can. Uh, again, you know, you don't always get that much notice, but if we get eight to 12 weeks, perfect. If it's my first time working with them, I do the math, I figure out what we need to lose. So here's the thing. When a fighter comes to me and says, I need to weigh in at this on this day, well, we automatically start plugging this into a formula. If you, if you have 30, I'm just going to use some easy numbers because I'm a science guy. I'm not, a, I'm not a math guy. Let's say you have 30 pounds to lose and you have, 10 weeks, 10 weeks to do it. Well, then we look at, okay, how much weight do you need to lose per week just to show up and still have to cut 10% of your body weight? Yeah. And let me stop um, you for so a we second were, for people, yeah. because one thing that's great about you is like you just said, you use an actual equation and you have a degree and you, like I said, are a master at this where mm. we've talked in the past, there's a lot of what people call bro science and stuff where it's like a wrestler that learned how to cut weight and spit only and, eats bananas for yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's been some horrible guys out there. We, we both know that have done nutrition plans for people that have no background in it. And they just, um, so I just wanted to tell people listening, like you actually have science and everything behind it and what you do, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, and that is a big thing. I, I wanted to be the one who mixed the science and the education with the experience of being someone who's been through it. I know how it feels. And, but yeah, like I, I plug all that into it. It's, it's very systematic. So number one, like if you are cutting more than 10% of your body, body weight in that week, it's, it's going to be tough. Like you're, you're not going to recover the way you'd like to fight or by the fight. So 
we already look at that. Like I look at that number and I'll say, Hey, this is 10% above your weight class is this. So let's, let's, you know, I don't, I can grab my calculator really quick. Cause I want to be, so let's say you're, let's say you're fighting it. Let's say you're fighting at welterweight. You're 170 times point uh, 10 to, to get 10%. That means at the absolute most, and this is the most, I want someone showing up to 187 pounds. And that's fight week. Okay. Like, say that's that's Tuesday. Yes, that that's that's fight week. Seventy would be or Sunday would be great, but let's say 187 because that's 10 percent over. Well, now we look at how many weeks out you are and what you weigh. I'm like, okay, so that means you need to lose this amount of weight between now and then just to show up to still have to cut 10 percent. And then I divide that out by the weeks. And a lot of times it's you're you're looking at someone you're like, hey, in order for you to even have a prayer of safely making weight and being able to perform and fully recover, you have to lose three pounds a week. That's not possible, like in, in the in the right way to do it. You're not going to lose three pounds of body fat in a week doesn't really happen. What happens is you lose body fat, lean muscle mass, and water. And if you're losing water, that means you're showing up dehydrated to begin with. So I start to break this down for them when it comes to things like that. So they see what this is. Um, and and if, if I know it's going to be something like that, it's just not someone I work with. So, so it, it, it's, we have to look at those numbers and, and people who have fought before, when we hear numbers as a fighter, you're like, Oh, you know, that's, I can, I do, can do that. Yeah. So what I try to tell people like, okay. And the, the people that I've worked with before, I have data on how long it takes them to make weight. So let's say they're four pounds heavier this time. I don't say like, Hey, this is four pounds. This is four pounds extra. We got to do. I look back and see the time it took and at the water temperature it took for us to lose four pounds. I'm like, Hey, that's two hours of more cutting at 105 degrees water. Yeah. I was going like, to say, so do you, do you, was, you feel like at the end you have that? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so he even has it down to the temperature of the water. Cause we would always do baths and hot tubs and yeah. stuff like that. I used to do saunas until I met Tyler and then he switched me to the hot tubs and they all suck. None of them were, none of them were better. Um, let's be honest, but you were the one that told me that the way to, the only way to be in a hundred percent humidity is in the water. Correct. Is that, that was what you were saying? Yeah. I mean, you're hundred percent humidity in water. I mean, you sweat like crazy. You just don't realize that you're sweating as much because you don't obviously feel what's coming out under the water. But, but I still, I have some people that still cut in a sauna because I, I have people, for instance, they, maybe they had a horrible bath experience or a horrible hot tub experience cutting weight that they, they stress. It gives them anxiety and like, like a physical stress response. If they have to cut in the bathtub, well, you know, I'm not going to do that then, you know, I'm not going to force you in there. But one thing we use too now, I like to utilize um, uh, heat acclimation and sweat rate training. So let's say you have a fight, you know, eight weeks out, several weeks out from the fight, we'll already start doing cuts. Like every week we'll do little cuts, but what I'll have you do is drink a pound of electrolytes during the cut. So you're not getting dehydrated. Yeah. So I'll have you say, I'll have you weigh, do a 30 minute cut, drink a pound during, and then weigh after. So let's say you drop three pounds in 30 minutes. Well, I know you dropped four because you drank a pound. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, then we start to we start to build up this data of okay, at 104 degrees with 30 minutes of water and 30 minutes of mummy, Chris Camozzi cuts this amount. So when we show up fight week, we know about how long and at what temperature it's going to take to get that weight off. And your body has been acclimated to that heat and that stress response. 
so you don't get the same like stress stimulus come fight week. Your body's just much more accustomed to it. Yeah, it's just like training, right? Like you get used to doing cardio, your body can adapt to it. So I never really thought about that heat wise, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're used to the cold, not the heat. Yeah, I had heat stroke. I'm a Viking dude. We're not we're not made for heat. So backing up to something you said, Tyler, about uh for the average layman who might hear this and think about losing weight, I think everyone always goes on crash diets and that kind of thing. You said something about three pounds a week is not sustainable especially if you're for most people who aren't who are listening to this who aren't fighters and just have high stress high brain function output jobs and are are thinking of losing weight uh and i know everyone's a unique snowflake but would you say the average for to a nice goal would be half a pound less than half a pound to stay optimal too like i mean again you start losing weight and you start losing fat and that kind of stuff you start losing ketone function in the brain is is that something people should shoot for is like half a pound a week. If you're really pushing half, it half a pound to a pound and a half average is, is what I, uh, is, is the fair amount. And I have differences because, you know, a pound and a half to someone who's 300 pounds is like half a pound to someone who's 150. You know? Yeah. So, copy. So about a pound, a pound and a half to a pound to, to half a pound per week. Average is what we go for. And, and I say average because, and I put people on, on that. I'm like, listen, this is what we're trying to average in a month. Um, because used to, I used to just set that weekly goal. And when you do, you get weekly disappointment. Um, yeah. I had a, I had a, a gal recently, I posted this on my Instagram story. I was so proud of her. Um, she had a goal. She wanted to lose weight. I think it was like 20 some pounds, but she lost 27 pounds in nine months. Wow. But the keys is she also had a horrible back injury during that nine months. She only worked out, I think like eight or uh, one of those nine. So out of nine months, she couldn't even work out for eight months. Uh, uh, there were several, several weeks in a row. She wouldn't lose weight. There was one month she didn't lose anyway. Uh, and I kept telling her, I'm like, just stay the path, trust the process. I promise you're going to be okay. And at this point, people usually give up one to two weeks. You haven't lost weight. You give up. Yeah. And sure enough, her body starts burning again. She, she loses 27 total pounds and it took her nine months. So a lot of people were like, hey, I don't shoot, man. I don't want to wait that long to do it. But guess what? That was that's real many weight. months ago. She, yeah. And that was many months ago. She finished and she's still dropping now. Like she's still dropping now. And during this time she's setting like PRs now that she's back to working out, she's setting PRs on deadlift and, yeah. squat and, and all these things because she didn't lose body mass or lean body mass during that time. And she looks great. So it's not just that she lost weight. She lost body fat. Like you can see pictures and like her deltoids are showing better. Like, her, the the curve like the 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 form of her her of her uh, stomach you're seeing like the line and her quads are sticking out you know it's it's she did it the right way and she took time to get there and that's what you have to do yeah I think um, that's a problem in our day and age too is everybody wants the like quick solution where that takes like dedication yeah. that takes commitment and sticking to it because I was telling Miller this too I think the other day is a lot of times when I first started my diet with you. Um, like say I got a fight and you're like, okay, here's your, here's your meal plan. I would kind of gain weight that week. Um, is that normal for people? I mean, I would switch to eating way healthier, everything you sent me, but I would gain weight at first, which it didn't discourage me because it's my job and I knew that it was going to come down, but regular people doing diets, if they see weight gain, they're like, Oh, never mind. I'm going to go back to doing what I do. Yeah. So, so low calorie nutrient dense food is normally a lot of food. You know, like we, if we compare 100, 100 grams of or 50 grams of carbs in the form of blueberries versus 50 grams of carbs in the form of, of you know, a Snickers bar, it's, it's unreal, the difference. And there's a lot more blueberries. 
So like that first week or so when people are getting on our super like clean eating diet, um, it's a lot of food. So it's very common for them to just have a little bit more like food content on their stomach. And it might take their body, you know, I've even had people that first week or so they're, they're having some, you know, GI discomfort because there's a lot more dietary fiber and things in there their body's having to, to, to deal with. So after that, you know, that, that, that's pretty common to see, uh, to see either nothing or see a slot spike up that first week. But a lot of times it's just, uh, it's just food content. And then once their body starts dealing with that, you, you see it coming off. And we is it Tyler, is it also because for a lot of people there is for the first time they're getting good nutrients too. So there probably is some muscle growth, yeah. especially if they're working out. It's like the first time their body's like, thank you fucking God for putting in <laughs> some actual vitamins <laughs> and good, good calories into me. <laughs> it's, it, 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 so it, so it, it takes, it takes quite a while for, for nutrition to like show up in the form mm. of lean body mass, but it absolutely could be like an increase of, of hydration to their muscles and mm. things like that. 100%. Um, you know, their body's just using things correctly. And, and again, yeah. anytime you change anything, your body, you know, homeostasis doesn't mean we, you know, we know homeostasis just kind of the return to center. It's like your body trying to go back to where it's been. That doesn't mean it's trying to find a, a healthy, happy spot. It means it's just trying to go back to where it's been. So if you have been in a constant state of poor health and sickness, but this is what you've trained your body to, this is homeostasis. When you try to pull it out to a spot of, of increased health and fitness, that's not homeostasis for it. So it's going to start pulling back and like, no man, like, like we've, you know, we've been here, we've, we've been really overweight and eating like, like this for years. Surely you're not stupid enough to have been doing that on purpose. So that, that's where we're supposed to be. Yeah. So yeah. He starts trying to fight that. Like your body will fight eating rats for a little while. That's wild. So unusual. But then on the, it's, it's the, the, body, the flip is I the same. That, that girl that you trained after seven months of eating clean, now your body's in a new homeostasis. It's going to come back to that center line even quicker. So yeah, you can have a cheat meal or whatever every now and then and still come back because now you've retrained the, you've, you've reprogrammed all the software. Yeah. I I literally, before we got on this, I I was speaking with uh, an NFL client of mine. We were having the conversation, um, literally pretty much this exact same convo um, of, of, homeostasis homeostasis and, and, and tyler real quick for those of us for those people yeah. listening who don't quite know what that is can you explain that homeostasis and a good way to put it really is is like your body's always trying to to get back to its norm whatever you've established as normal for your body it's trying to get back to the metabolic like the Copy. norm of what you have established um so i tell people it's like a return a return to neutral so but I was speaking with this guy and I was you know, like, whether you believe we were, it's, it's an NFL client of mine who really just like nerds out on, on the whys. It's really cool. So we were just discussing the science and whether you believe in creation or evolution, you know, I, I'm, I believe in creation, but it doesn't matter. I can make the same argument for either, whether you believe in either, like, like they both say the same thing and they both, they both show the same things. And it's our bodies are designed for specific purpose and processes and neither of these are performance and neither of these are, are aesthetics. Like we are literally just made to survive and carry on and keep going. So your body will always, always prefer performance or prefer, um, or prefer staying alive over everything. One, like that is always going to be its goal. So if we put our body in a position where it has to choose between performance or looking better and survival, it's going to choose survival because that is the most important to our body. In fact, it's, you know, the most important, really, whether, whether we realize it or not, it is. 
So when you start to do things to, to, to try to make your body do what it's established is what we need to survive. That's it's going to take those back. Cause again, it, it only wants to survive. That's why when you start to lose weight. So if we have two people, one of these people is overweight and they start trying to lose weight. The moment they start trying to lose weight, their hunger hormones will actually increase and their fat storage enzymes will also increase. So if we have an overweight person not trying to lose weight, an overweight person that starts losing weight, the one who's losing weight will actually start to produce more fat storage enzymes and their hunger hormones will go higher than this person. Bro, that's so wild. it's like your body, your body kind of punishes you for the effort. But again, it's, <laughs> what a day. it's because you have established, you have established <laughs> that, Hey, this is where we, this is where we survive. Wow, bro. This that's where we need to do. That's so wild because when you do start working out again for the first time, you get really hungry. I meant to text you last night, but I was too tired and angry. <laughs> no. So I did do the diet. Uh, even though Chris is busting my fucking balls, I did do the diet. I have been eating clean post fight. I went a little hard, you know, I think my body was just, you know, trying to get back to homeostasis. So I went a little bit hard on the calories it's Been like five days. No, but last night would have, would have been one of those nights, you know, a little stressed out. I would have overeaten and I didn't, I had nice, I had perfect portion and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I needed more. I didn't feel uh, like I normally would have like overly hungry or, uh, not satiated. I felt, I felt great after, you know, again, eating four, 400 to 500 calorie meals. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it felt great. I didn't feel extra hungry. I didn't feel like I needed more. Yeah. And that's where fighters screw themselves over and, and fat dieters, just people in general, they could, they lose so much weight so fast. They start to lose lean body mass. Lean body mass is one of the top predictors of of metabolic rates and metabolism. So you've lost all this lean body mass and now you go back to eating the way you did. Well, guess what? You're eating the way you did. So you have this increased calorie intake, but your calorie output is actually down because your metabolism is lower. Mm. So that's why like we have that rebound effect where people gain more weight back than they originally lost. It's a very normal and your hunger hormones huh. are increased because you were dieting. So like you generally eat a little bit more. That's so why fighters a lot of times, and, and they said fat dieters, which essentially that's what it is. It's a, it's the same thing. They reach that, they get into that same yo-yo situation where it's like every camp they start to get a little bit heavier, um, yeah. and that's the problem. And if it's like, guys, if I can just get you to understand, you know, take a few days, eat whatever you want, and then let's just get reasonable. Like, just be reasonable. You have to go on a strict diet from now until you sign another fight. I'm just saying be normal, like have a good, healthy diet and once a week, go eat what you want. And if you do that, you're still going to be okay. But most it's just, it's just not that way. Yeah. Tyler, you'd be really proud of me now because <clears throat> I eat pretty well year round, pretty damn healthy. Um, and I always try to make sure I do it mostly through the week and then the weekends I'll go off a little bit. You, but, eat, uh, you eat more gas station food than anyone I know. I get the right things at the gas station though. <laughs> uh, no, I don't get you, candy you bars and stuff. Um, I get candy bars you, sometimes. Like but. Just, you walk leaner, like you're just leaner. But there's a few things to be said about that. We can make total separate things too. You're, you're, you're not cutting as much weight now. Yeah. So your metabolism is in a much better spot year round. Like you're, you, you have a much better, uh, you, you have a much healthier metabolism. So your body can deal with those things much better. And you're also after a fight now, you don't feel the need to go pig out like crazy because you didn't have to restrict like crazy. That's and it. you're just, you know, go ahead. No, finish what you're saying. 
I don't say, and you know, you're because of your partner, you're, you're with someone who, you know, does these things. So it's like when you surround yourself with people who support that same lifestyle, it's, it's much easier to, to, to live that way. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big part is if you're trying to diet all of a sudden, and then you, whether you have kids or family members that live with you, whoever, and they, they're not, it's, it's way harder. I've been there. It's way harder because they're making cookies and doing all this shit. And then you're like, Oh, I'm on this diet. Um, cool. I'm going to be in my room. Um, thanks. Thanks for supporting me. (laughs) Yeah. I did my own, I did my own thing. Um, with, you know, cause I have two kids now. Um, and I just, you know, I, I track, I track my calories. I, I like the control of that. It's not for everyone. I enjoy it though. So, but I was just curious. I was like, okay, for, for three days in a row, all I did was eat my normal diet. But I, I if my kids had something left over, like they didn't eat all over it, like I ate it. And, but then I wrote down what it was. So after three days, I just tracked the extra calories I ate just by like. Oh man, can we take a guess? Kids. Can we guess for yeah, money? Go, yeah, go ahead. And this was this was the average of, of three days. One of my kids. So this was only on one of my kids. If you win, how old whoever's is the kid? closest? I'll give you a hundred bucks if you beat me. All right, I'm one in. This was for three days, Tyler. Yeah. So the average of three days. So you could count it as one day. How much I ate over in one day, and it wasn't my five year old. It was my my two year old. I'm gonna so guess the one who actually does less. I'm gonna guess an extra thousand calories a day. Who else? Three days. And it Wait, was we're guessing two. for the one day average. The one day average. Yeah. yeah. So what it would have been one one day. I would say eight hundred. Seven fifty. Was pretty close. I. I yeah, wow, you're like right in the middle. So it's around 650. So. Oh, okay. uh, price is right. I win. <laughs> wow, uh, extra. But that's, I mean, if you yeah. kind of round up, that's almost, that's crazy. That's nuts. And that's, that was just one kid, you know, and that was my littlest. You know, my, my five year old, it could have been more because the portion sizes. And that that's literally just like a cracker here, like a, a few extra, a few extra fruits here. And, you know, my kids eat pretty clean. You know, they're, not, I'm not a, I would imagine. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not, but, but, but it's not a rice again. You know, they, they're not crazy though. Like it's not, it's, you know, I don't, I don't restrict my kids. Uh, that's a whole other conversation, but we, uh, but that was just like the little things here and there. Just pick it up, like wrap that down. We'll see what that equals at the end of the day. And I was even shocked. I didn't realize it would account to that much. And that's in one day. Um, that's crazy. So in a week, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, (laughs) so that's one area kids really, or parents really suffer from. They start finishing up those scraps. It's tough. Yeah. And imagine the, the parents that are feeding them cupcakes and stuff like that throughout the week. I mean, that number would go way up. Yeah. My dad, I would say my dad calls it the fear diet because he's fear it's going to go to waste. So he eats it. Did he grow yeah. up during the depression? <laughs> he was born in 1950. So did he grow up in the South? <laughs> Grand Junction, Colorado. <laughs> Same thing. So he's just um, an enigma. So you offend, you offend parents by, by not eating everything. You Tyler, have. what would you say is that like, as I'm listening to you, this is fascinating. And I was telling Chris, like, you know, I used to play football and all that. And then you get away from it for years. And, and when I got back to portion control and, and, all that it really reminded me like your point like where i would have days where i'd have i'd want to eat an extra snack and i'd actually take the time to look and be like holy shit 10 of these almonds has like 400 calories 10 grams of fat that's a whole meal that i can't afford to skip um what would you say is the average breaking point for the average human um 
if you were coaching an average person who just wants to get back on track, he's like, you really need to stick to this for a month. And then after a month, you're going to start to feel more comfortable with it. Like, where's that breaking point for most people? Yeah, but what, I, I used to think of that in terms of weeks. Like, it could be one to two months. But I'll be honest, like, now what I've found it is, is once they get that first bump in the road, how they react to it and how quickly they get back on. Because I've had people that were months in and things were smooth. And I'm like, man, they, they've got it. Like, this is easy. But everything was easy. And then they go on one trip and things are no longer consistent and they're out no matter how like on they were for months. Um, you know, I, I had a client once I can think of like, it was probably about a year of just amazing results. Like everything was good, but they, well, it was COVID. It was like when you have no options and you choose. And then that, it was like restrictions started being let off. They could go, they were eating out and going back to their social life. And like one month, they like everything, like, like, well, you know, they, they started gaining weight again. They started doing this. And I'm like, Hey, like, like, look at, look at what's going on here. Like you, you applied these principles when they were convenient and now they're no longer convenient. You've, you've, you've stepped back from those. And, and that's, that's really what I found. There's not really a, you know, some people can be on like that. It doesn't matter. It's really how you react to the first time that it's not convenient to, yeah. to be on, you know, and that, that's, you it feels like a life lesson for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you get people too. They're like, Hey, like I'm wanting to work with you, but you know, like I'm really busy right now. Uh, I'm going to wait until my life gets a little bit easier. And then I'm going to start with you. I'm like, okay. Okay. But what you're essentially and effectively saying is once you're li- you, you can't start this plan because your life's pretty hectic right now. So you're going to wait till your life isn't hectic to start it which tells me that the second it gets hectic again, you're not going to be able to stay, stay with it. Right. So like any time I have someone tell me that I'm like, now's the best time or honestly, I'm not interested because it's not going to be worth my time. Yeah. No, I mean, that's great. It is, it is kind of a life lesson. How you can bounce back from things really shows like how, how bad you want it or how dedicated you are because yeah, I used to go off. I mean, you know, I used to go off the rails after fights because we would do this long diet, big cut fight. And then it was just, you know, your nickname, it was a melee for me. I'd be eating everything. <laughs> Is drinking. That your, was that your fight nickname? Melee? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and I used to just go off the rails. And part of it was because my brain used to tell myself, like, I'm going to have to do this again when I get another fight. So I need to enjoy everything now. It was kind of like feast or the, famine. Yeah. Or the, um, what do they call it? Uh, scarcity mindset. mindset. Scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that pretty common, or am I just yeah, a loser? Extremely common. Fighters. <laughs> well, no, it's extremely common in fighters. That, that's very, very, very normal. But that's what I'm saying. You probably don't experience that as much anymore because one, you're not cutting as much, so the restriction isn't as strong. So, the, like, there's not as much scarcity because you're fighting at a more natural weight class. A hundred percent. So that, that's a that's a huge part of it. So, yeah. t- so Tyler, so going back to this, just again, this average Joe conversation. So again, being such a legendary coach in your field, what would you, what would you tell someone like you, you go out to eat the next night, you fuck up your routine, you eat the whole pan of lasagna, then you closet, eat some Ben and Jerry's and you wash that down with a fucking couple dark beers. Now I got to call you and check in tomorrow. What do you tell that person how to bounce back? Like, it's okay. Uh, Forgive yourself or or, like, just do some extra cardio today. Like what's the secret? I mean, to an extent it is like you can, you got to know your audience and know who you're talking to. So it's like some people can get by with that. Hey, just, just forgive yourself, move on. But 
some people don't want to hear that. Like if I say that to one of my high level athletes, they're like, man, screw you with this self-help talk. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm like, listen, the only thing, the only thing worse than having already done it is to do it a second day. Like, let's get back on. Like we can't, you know, you did it, you screwed up. It was a mistake, you know, just being honest, but two mistakes is going to be much, much worse. So let's just get back on, you know, realize you screwed up. Let's not screw up tomorrow. That, that's, that's the best way for some people. Others, you know, especially they have some, some disordered eating patterns and um, more of an average person that is the conversation, you know, or I'll even break it down to, to, you know, I'll bring out the, the very basic calories in versus calories out, you know, formulas and stuff and show them like, listen, if you didn't eat about 3,500 calories extra today than you did yesterday, you didn't even gain a pound of fat. You're going to wake up and you're going to gain, a, you're going to weigh a lot more because you have a lot more sodium water and just food content on your stomach. But unless you ate like 3,500 extra, 3, extra calories in one, in one sitting, you're not actually going to be putting on body fat. Like, it's not a, a real thing. I feel attacked right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel triggered. I've had like 10,000 calorie dinners. before. <laughs> That's how I feel now is like, I, I almost try to punish myself sometimes where if I, if I do just go off the rails, then I just make myself work harder. I don't know if that actually works, but yeah. I'm like, this is your but, punishment. But like, but is it, so here's my question to you. Like, is it a number one? It's not really working as a punishment, but is it a punishment or is it, so I, I've been doing something a lot lately because we're moving in, especially the nutrition. I'm, I'm finishing school now. I have like a semester left. Uh, I just decided to go back and get my master's in human nutrition and the nutrition industry. And you see it so much in dietetics. They're moving towards this body positive, like it's bullshit. whatever you want. I made a post the other day about it. It's like now the big thing dietitians and stuff are doing is like, hey, can we can we get a picture of a healthy item? Like all you're doing is posting pictures of, oh, I had this donut, but it's okay because tomorrow will be better. I'm like, well, no, tomorrow you're also going to post a picture of the donut. Um, so it's like the new thing. For years you had you had personal trainers that were out there that were out there like saying like you, you know, broccoli, chicken, rice, and only do this. And that was damaging. Well, now it's like the cool fitness thing is to show you can eat whatever you want as long as you track the macros and it's, it's completely okay. I'm like, I was actually going to ask you that like, question. Do you really believe a calorie is a calorie? Like, cause that yes, is, a but let me, let me get into that. That's <laughs> a whole, but, but yes. Um, but so it's like, we're in this middle ground now is where we need to be. And it's like, so here's the thing. I'm trying to get away from some of the talk. It's like, yeah, like punishing yourself. But at the same time, I don't know that you're necessarily punishing yourself or because you are an athlete, you're seeing this as like, okay, I did this thing. I'm not going to punish myself, but I did this thing. So now I'm going to go out and do the one thing I know of, whether it's as effective as you think or not. It's like, this is the one solution. Like I did this. So now I'm going, I'm going to go out there and, 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 just give a good workout. I have all these extra calories in me. They're going to help me work out harder. I'm going to go out there and do it because that's just how I know how to, how I know how to do it. You know, like you're a workout right. guy, like punish, it's not going to punish you, but so I have people that it's almost like that. a com like, hey, competitive shit. game. Well, it makes me well, think twice like about the next yeah. time. Yes, that that's possible. So I, what I'll tell people, I'll get people like, Hey, should I do an extra workout today? I'm like, Hey, would an extra workout today, like make you feel better about that decision yesterday? I'm like, yeah, it would. Okay, cool. Go do it. If they asked me, hey, would, a would an extra workout today actually negate that? The answer is no. But if it makes them feel better about what no they've done. No shit. Sure, How come? Are you you're just going to burn that many calories. And like, like, we don't burn nearly as many calories working out as we think we do. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's not going to. 
and it's a drop in the hat. Like it's not going to, it's not going to negate really any of it. It might make you sweat and pull out some of that fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, you know, one of the things, one of the things Chris and I have talked about often on this show, I feel like on this show, uh, is, um, when you lift really heavy and work out really hard, how hard it taxes your nervous system and how there can be a negative effect to your hormone production. If you do get that second workout in and now your adrenals are all messed up and you have low, low energy, et cetera. Uh, is that part of it too? Why that extra workout isn't really necessarily like when you're starting yeah. to diminish your returns at that point. Yeah, that, 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 that's definitely part of it. And it's just, again, if we just go, let's say you ate 2000 extra calories, you're, you're not going to burn 2000 calories in an extra workout. It's is that a right. bet? It's just not, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, just, it's, it's not what you, you know, you don't burn as many calories as we think we do when we're working out, but, but it's, uh, yeah. And to go back to your other thing, uh, calories, a calorie. Uh, yes, because a calorie is just a unit of measurement. Like that's literally all, all a calorie is, is a unit of measurement. So that's like saying is, is a degree Fahrenheit, a degree Fahrenheit whether it was generated by a stove or a microwave. Well, yeah, because it's a degree Fahrenheit. It doesn't matter. A calorie is a unit of, of uh, it's a measurement of energy. Sure. That's it. So are all calories the same? Yes, because they're measurements. But do are all food sources of calories equal? The answer is no. That being said, you could go on an all Twinkie diet and lose weight as long as you're burning more calories than you eat. You can go on an, an all McDonald's diet and lose weight as long as you're in a calorie deficit. But uh, I said this on Instagram a while back, and this one comment like blew up. It was just getting shared by all these like big names in the industry, and it just shocked me. I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't realize it was that intelligent of a thing. Or I guess it just made sense to people. And I was saying calories determine what you weigh, macros determine how you look, and quality determines how you feel. I like so that. That should be a shirt. Matters, Will you say that one yeah. more time? Will you say that one more time? Yeah. So calories determine what you weigh. Macros determine how you look. And quality determines how you feel. All right, real quick, I want to tell you about something that I absolutely love, and that is fit soda. Soda's great. Everyone loves to drink it, but it's not good for you. It's going to make you fat. It's going to get you obese. It's going to rot your teeth and cause all kinds of health problems along the way. Fit soda gives you all the pleasure of that beautiful, sparkling, tasty drink, but without all the negative side effects. Fit soda has zero calories. It's also a hydration drink. It is loaded with branch chain amino acids for recovery and electrolytes for hydration comes in four amazing flavors. You got the orange cream, you got the root beer float, you got the cherry cola and the sparkling citrus. By the way, guilt-free soda, zero calories, stick a little vodka in there. You got a delicious cocktail. It's a great mixer. I'm telling you, this stuff is fantastic. Stop drinking soda right now. Stop adding to that waistline. Stop rotting your teeth and causing all the internal problems that soda does cause. Fit soda, number one, is absolutely delicious and it's good for you. So you could do the Twinkie diet, but you may not feel as good because you're overloading maybe sugar, too many carbs, too yeah. much. Versus I'll if, back right at that. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, so it's, 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 you know, like no matter what you're eating, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. That's just a wall. Like it's just, the, it's just the way it is. Um, it's really uneven, not even arguable at this point. But if that is a very low protein diet, then you're, you're not going to preserve as much lean, uh, lean muscle mass as you want to. So it's like if we have two people, following the same deficit and they're losing the same amount of weight, but one of them is on a high protein diet. What studies show is the person that was on a high protein diet will actually preserve more lean body mass. 
many other person burns some body mass as well, losing body mass as well. And when we say we want to lose weight, no one really is like, you know what, I just want to lose. I just want to, want to lose weight. I don't care what it came from. That's not true. You want to lose body fat. Right. Like we want to preserve our muscle. And that's where macros come into play. Come into play. The quality is where we start to see health take a huge, a huge tick up or a tick down. Um, that being said, though, what's, what's pretty crazy, even with low quality diets, just entering a deficit by itself has at least a short term increase in, in pretty much all, all blood levels and all health. So if you if you're just eating a horrible a horrible horrible diet and it if I get someone that they come to me and that, that is it's kind of like a hey my you know my health's messed up we got to do something but before I touching their food quality I'll just start messing with the the portions and you'll already you'll see weight loss and you'll see improvements in health even though they're eating absolutely horrible food but they're eating less of it so their body is literally getting less you know, less than it needs. So it already, you know, they were eating far more than they need. So their, their, their blood levels and stuff will start to improve just from the deficit because it's less. Um, then you have to start tinkering with the macros. Then you have to start tinkering with the quality of the food to, to really influence all of that because quality of macros also determine your ability to stay on a diet. You know, protein is a lot more satiating than fat. Yeah. You know, or so like, what's going to fill you up? Yeah, what's going to fill you up? Two hundred calories of of chicken or two hundred calories of of peanut butter? Two hundred calories of peanut butter is the size of a ping pong ball. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so so that's the thing. Like protein is highly highly satiating, so it'll actually fill you up, and it will. Um, you know, it, it also the thermic effect is higher. So like the thermic effect of protein is twenty five to thirty percent. Which is, you know, what is that? Cathermic you know, effect? And, and fat burning. Uh, the, 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 the amount of calories your body will burn to digest the food you've consumed. So your body burns a lot of calories just eating protein. So that increases your metabolism slightly. But, you know, again, it's a game of inches that adds up. But so, so you know, it, it, it's stupid to say all that matters is calories. And a long, for a long time, people were saying that. Like, that's just not true. And Tyler, how do, you, the, how do you feel about all the like, hubbub around like seed oils and you know like the the argument about like um carnivore <laughs> i love these. carnivore versus like you know fucking rice is the devil and and yeah the seed oil argument makes sense i feel like if you if you look into it a bit but um give us some rants tyler i know yeah, you like to yeah, rant go on this yeah. yeah so let's start with the sure. seed oil and like sort of the that's kind of where i was yeah. going with that calorie question um yeah yeah we'll go there <laughs> um I have, I have a really good reel coming out today you'll have to look for uh talking about my friend liver king but um <laughs> so the the thing uh, wait the are you really friends with the, him or were you being no i'm not oh, okay, trying to good. fight him for months oh, good. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> he was no, trying to get a fight with him <laughs> i fucking Match can't makers, stand that guy he is he has been contacted by matchmakers from the UFC, UFC Fight Pass, Bare Knuckle Boxing, Bellator. All these people have like contacted him to try to match a fight, and he's to some of them he's acted interested, but then he's he's not. I mean, I get it. I mean, I'll, you know, duh. I'm just trying to prove a I'm trying <laughs> to prove a point. And honestly, I think he's just you know, what, but whatever. Wait, you so, told so me so about Tyler that he's he would go at him on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that was a while ago. Oh, Fuck, yeah. I wish I would have known that at the start of this. Holy hey, shit. Hey, we, <laughs> we've gone in our DMs. We've gone back and forth. He, he, he acts like he acts like he does. He's like, who are you? I'm like, bro, shut up. You know, he would get dusted in my, a fight. He's also like five yeah. three. Hey, Tyler. Wait, we, sorry, uh, Tyler. Go ahead. We know his uh, branding people, so maybe 
Yeah, we do know his branding people. Um, <laughs> which he didn't do on his own, everybody, by the way. He no, hired a team. A lot of that's kind of yeah, yeah. And that that's my issue with Liverpool isn't as deeply rooted as my issue with Carnivore MD. Paul Saladino or whoever, who's a psychiatrist, he goes by Carnivore MD as if he has some medical doctor in uh, you know, medical degree and something nutrition and related. It's 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 all in psychology, which means he's been very trained on on how to uh, manipulate work around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and and he has done a great job of that. He's brilliant when it comes to that stuff. But uh, he was, you know, the Liver King's a marketing brainchild of idiots like that. You know, the Liver King's just a, a husband and father. I don't I don't fault the guy for for finding a, a niche to make himself a lot of money for his family. He just you know, it's, that's, that's business. Uh, it's the idiots who believe it. Yeah. So when it comes to Seedle and stuff like that, there, there's some things to show like an excess, it can be a problem, but the people that are just harping on it, they're just missing points. It's when you, when you come from a, a, I'll put it like this. No one has ever been on their deathbed from an obesity related illness and said, you know what did this? It was those dang seed oils. Like I, everything else in my diet was great, but I had too much seed oil, and now like that's why I'm here. Like no, it's not. Like it like that. That's not it. So it's like people like to major in the minors because people don't like simplicity and scientific fact. People like novelty because they're looking for some extraordinary excuse for why they can't succeed. That's great. People wanna, it's my whole it's my whole issue with people blaming the government for things. People are constantly blaming the government for food. I'm like the government hasn't force fed you a single freaking thing. People want to use the food guide pyramid, uh, the food guide pyramid, like from the thirties while we're sick. Wait, so yeah, you, sick and all this. Like, you could, you, so, so the food you, pyramid, you could make yeah. the link though. Like I get it. People are like, yeah, they're in bed with some of the first pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But no one had a fucking gun to your head and said, eat this. Yeah. Go to McDonald's. And so, how yeah. many people, how many people do you know in your lifetime that ate the food guide pyramid? No one did that. Like the food guide pyramid don't have McDonald's on it. Like if you ate the food guide pyramid, the average person would be much healthier. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's really not that bad. Like it's not, it's not like the perfect thing, but it's not that bad. People weren't eating it. Like, and it's not been around for decades. It's not even a real thing anymore. It got replaced. But the fact is, even when it was the standard, people weren't doing it. Like it's not like it says really good stuff. Like, you know, like, the things it's telling you to eat sparingly, you should eat sparingly. Most people should would do better from some whole grain carbs and things like that. Like it put too, more emphasis on carbs than it should have, in my opinion, and a little bit less emphasis on protein. But we also know more about protein than we did then. But anyway, but the fact of the matter is, no one got sick from following the food guide pyramid because honestly, no one was carrying around that magnet that everybody's grandmother used to have on their, their refrigerator <laughs> with the food guide pyramid. No one was carrying that around to restaurants and you know, like ah oh, crap. Eight servings. I can't do that. No one was falling on that crap. Like it's not true. And is the the government's trying to make us sick? How? Why? Like when it comes to nutrition, what is the government doing to make you sick? When it comes to food, they're not choosing. They're not filling your plates for you. They're not going to the grocery store. They're not doing these things. Now, is there blame to be placed in these in these companies? Well, well, sure. But so like you you own Fit Soda. So healthy options it's a healthy drink but at the same time your job as the owner of fit soda and as a company is to find ways to advertise fit soda to make people want to buy it and guess what like you don't want you're not a mattress company you don't want a customer to buy once and then see them again in 10 years your marketing campaigns are designed about around getting people to drink more of this because number one you believe in it and number two it's a you have bills to pay 
food companies are the same thing. Of course, they are going to do things to make you want to eat more of it. That's how they want to keep the lights on. That's just normal. And, and, and America, this is why I tell people like we are the cause of our problems for decades. We have asked the food industry to give us better tasting things. We've asked the food industry to give us things in larger sizes. And we've asked them to give us things that last longer on our shelves. So what do we get? We get a lot of highly processed, high calorie, really good tasting stuff. And then we say, man, they're, they're trying to trick us. Like, no, we're not. It's because you didn't like when you, when you had those bland foods, you weren't choosing them. So it's, it's just annoying. We used to say the same thing. uh, We used to say the same thing in finance. Like I worked in finance for a lot of years, Tyler, and I got out obviously in a, there used to be this debate we would have in the office, like how much, how much disclosure is there really like, or like when people would, you know, and, and I get it. It's, it's kind of the same. It, to me, it's a very parallel conversation. People were mad at the banks. People were mad at the government. And the reality is you just didn't do your fucking homework and realize where your money should be parked and, and you got taken. And that's, that's on you. And we used to have that conversation all the time. Like how much financial literacy should these people be providing versus how much homework should you go do yourself and protect yourself? Yeah. Right. It's kind of the same argument. We used to have it all the time in the office. Tyler, my, my only issue, I was going to say my only issue with that though, is it is so cheap to go to McDonald's and stuff and like organic food costs more. It, eating healthy does cost more in my it opinion. Does. But here's the here's the argument to that. How I don't know. It does. I mean, you can't argue that. That's just a fact. But it's like how you know supply and demand. There, there's no real way we can't fix that because there's always going to be more demand for McDonald's. McDonald's can sell you know whatever. I don't even know if they still have. I don't know if a dollar menu is a real thing anymore. Uh, but let's like it's McDonald's. Uh, Jack in the Box has a really good okay. value meal. Okay. Well, we'll just say McDonald's can can sell burgers for a couple dollars because guess what? They're selling a lot of those burgers. But your farmers market has to be pretty expensive because they're not doing it. Like they're not selling as much. Um, so I mean, there is an aspect of again, it, it is a business. Like it is. But wait, closing. What does that have to do with what was like? I get what you're saying, but you're saying it's. What was the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> I guess the point is it's easier. It's easier to eat unhealthy, and, and it is. It's been made easier. sure. It's yeah, easier. it's been made. To but it's eat been made that way. A lot of that easier. by us. Yeah, you're right. Sure, but a lot of that is by us because again, we but, want convenience. We don't want to sit down. We don't want to sit down and cook our food, or we don't have to want to to take all like we don't want to meal prep and take our food to work. We want to go through a drive through because that's a lot quicker. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say. This conversation is kind of gearing in that direction of self self accountability. It's kind of the same with finance. Like you, you could pick up a fucking book instead of watching the Kardashians start with Tony Robbins book on how to create wealth and start there and start educating yourself on the process. Instead, we call a financial planner and then get mad when he, when we lose our fucking money. And it's like, you didn't put in any effort. Yeah. You didn't do any of your own research. You didn't look into it. You, you, it's your fault. Yes. Yeah. And I, I would, I would highly imagine you guys brought me on here for my nutritional views, not my political ones, but hey, shoot there. them all. Um, but but my that's that's my views in politics and everything. I'm a very if it's even a real thing anymore. I've always kind of said I'm, I'm I lean more libertarian than anything. Yeah, um, that's not even yeah. It's like not even a real thing anymore. Anymore, you're either just 
you're a, you're a Republican or a Democrat why everyone else goes and plays in their far corners, you know? So it's, it's, and then the Republicans and Democrats, I feel like are getting the true Republicans or true Democrats are kind of getting more of this while the extremists are just going that way. And the rest of us are all in the middle, like, Hey, we actually kind of, you know, like if we don't turn on the news, we actually agree with you guys a little bit. So what I tell people all the time, I, I was a, during Trump's years, I couldn't stand Trump. Just being honest. No, no way. But that was because I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road. I'm pretty moderate. So I was looking at this new stuff that would just have the worst of the worst. And it's like, then when I really start like looking at it, I'm like, dude, like, like if I turn that stuff off, I don't really have an opinion of Trump. Same thing with Biden. So like, I haven't watched the news in years. If someone's not sharing no, it on Instagram, no, I have no idea. So yeah, I do see when I'm paying more for gas and when I'm not. I see when I'm paying more for groceries and when I'm not. But if I don't watch the news, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I don't know if Trump or Biden are doing a good or bad job. I, don't, I genuinely don't know. So I tell some of these people, I'm like, listen, like you were letting these guys. And when I say I don't like any of them, I just, I just don't like. But it's you're letting these guys who have, who do not care about you. And, and it's not their job to care about you at the end of the day. It's, it's really not. You are so mad at them. And so angry at the way they are doing these things that it is affecting your ability to actually affect what you can affect. But so like my thing with, with politicians, I'm like, some of you guys are treating these guys like they're going to be at Thanksgiving dinner with your family. I'm like, they're, they're not like, like you are getting so worked up and depressed and mad that you like, you're not able to, to be good at what you need to just, you need to be a good father. You need to be a good husband. You need to be a good employee or a good business owner and all this and like you're letting those guys keep you from it because you're so freaking mad and in fact you don't even really know what's going on you're hearing it you're hearing it second hand from a new third hand you're getting it from a new source who got it from someone else it's like so like once i kind of once i kind of realized that and i, I just kind of removed myself from that my life got so much better because now i genuinely don't care yeah like i i just don't and it's not that I'm, I'm not, you know, I still keep my finger on the pulse. Like I'm, you know, I'm concerned about the country. I'm always, you know what? Like when I was, when I was a kid, I remember my parents talking about the fact that it was going to be the end of the world because so-and-so was president. And they were like, people have been saying that forever. It's like, yeah. like, and at the end, at the end of the day, as bad as things might be right now, you know, my, my, my papa is not alive anymore, but my, my papa fought some really gruesome battles in world war two. If my papa was living right now and you sit there and told my papa who lived, through, you know, who grew up and, you know, grew up through real hard times and then lied on his application so he could join the, the military at age 17 and was was thrown into deep water. And you told my, my papa right now, like, oh, man, times are, it's just, it's looking scary, man. Like, times are getting tough. Like, I don't know, there's war. Like, we might be in war here. We might be in war here. My papa's like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? This is easy. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, so I just... I just learned to just that kind of stuff. I just don't let it affect me. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, they don't care about me. So I don't really care about them. I'm going to vote for the best person is I feel. And if they don't win, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. If I'm upset, then I, then it affects my ability to be who I am. So, yeah, it's a whole separate, but uh, I got but you. Anyway. No, I mean, when you stop paying attention to all that stuff, I totally agree. It, yeah. it makes you happier. Um, yeah, and that got us. That that was we kind of came from that from the talking about the the seed oil and stuff. I think we were talking about things that don't really matter, and then it went into that. And 
Yeah, they take you know, off and everybody jumps on board and then it becomes a big issue. And like you were saying, basically to round it up is that like that just became a fad thing to complain about for the most part, in your opinion. Pop culture. Yeah. Dietary things have become pop culture. So everybody wants to talk about they want to blame seed oils or blame this. It's like, no, like maybe it's the copious amounts of food you're consuming that also happens to have seed oils in it. Yeah. And the rest That's of your life actually what it, Yeah. I guess what if you were if you were in a two thousand calorie surplus surplus and none of that was seed oil, you're still going to get fat and unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just silly, you know. And, and, and these people people jump on fads. It's just a normal thing. And you know what? You know what's so funny? The the plant based community and the carnivore community say the same things. So if you look at the benefits of a plant based diet, you Google benefits of a plant based diet, and you're going to get this list of weight loss, improved mental cognition, better blood levels. And then you look up the benefits of a carnivore diet, you're going to see the same things. Like that don't make sense. And the fact is the, the health markers, if we actually put someone from a standard American diet and we put them on a plant-based diet, we are going to see improvements in those. Yeah. Same thing. If we take someone from a standard American diet and we put them on a carnivore diet, you're going to see all these improvements in health. The same yeah. exact improvements, but the, the it's not what they're getting into. It's what they're getting off of. They're getting off of the standard American diet. And guess what? A plant-based diet requires you to eat a lot of really good, healthy stuff. A carnivore diet asks you to eat a lot of really good, healthy stuff. But the elimination of the standard American diet is where most of these diets have early, short-term success. Where they don't have long-term success is the fact that they're not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I just like the way meat tastes better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that quote from the Bible, inspect the fruit of the tree. I always look at guys who are carnivores and think you look so much better than a vegan. <laughs> you know, they do like, and I don't know if it's the high protein, high fat or, or, or what it is, but, uh, there's a lot to be said about the protein aspect, but it, you know, it's a higher protein. It could also be, you know, if we're going, look, we're looking at environment. I mean, you know, the carnivore diet's more popular, I think in environments where people are also now at least like, or meat pro like high protein dots and stuff or is more popular in circles that are wealthy already lifting a lot of weights uh -huh. and lifting a lot of weights and doing stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, so it's, it's a whole, you know, not sure environment's huge on it, but it's, it's these, these, these fad diets, it, it is, it's most of their success isn't in what they're doing. It's in what they're not doing. And what they're not doing is, is eating a standard American diet. They pull you away from that and you have really good success. It's just, I ask people, like, after one month of, a, of something, can you do this for the rest of your life? If the answer is yes, it might be the diet for you. But if the answer is no, it's not the diet for you because you're not going to be on it years from now. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, sustainability seems to be the main thing that is the biggest factor in dieting, right? Because, yeah, yeah like you said, if you can't sustain it, then it's not going to work, really. You might get those quick results or not even quick, but you'll get results, but then you, will you keep them? So you, yeah. your recommendation. So one thing you always used to tell me, sorry, I'm going to switch gears a little bit that I always loved was when I was cutting weight in training camp and I'd be like, should I be eating this much and stuff? And he's like, eat like an athlete, not a model. He's like, I need you to eat this because you have to perform. You have to train. You have to do all this. Your body needs energy. He's like, if you just wanted to cut the weight, it would be kind of like the model diet, right? Yeah. Adderall and vodka yeah. martinis. The Lindsay Lohan. I was on a model I diet, a, I guess. I did a nutrition, we should market that. I did a nutrition presentation. Um, at, it's called Convergence. It's a gym up in Rochester, New York, Wolf Brigade. 
um, that I follow their strength conditioning programming. But I did a nutrition presentation, and we talked about if we have if we have goals on a triangle, um, and we we put like longevity at one point, aesthetics at one point, and performance at one point. Like you have to pick a goal and go aggressively towards it. And as you go towards it, you're getting away from the others. And you just have to be okay with that because you can't aggressively atta- attack any, any two of those. You can Wait, that's huge. That's so, so huge, bro. So, like, cause yeah. there's, cause like if you're an ex athlete and you're trying to lose weight, you, you get all caught up in your performance. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking huge. I never yeah, thought of it. So that we way. have to ag- aggressively go towards one, but then we have to look at periodizing them. So it's like you don't have to aggressively go for one forever. In fact, you can't. You can't always train. I mean, Chris, can you imagine if you were always eating for a fight and training for a fight, what that would do to you? Like, that's why you start to see champions lose after a bit. I mean, it's like that is exhausting. I'd be in jail. When you, yes, yeah, (laughs) you have to be at the top of everything. All you can focus on is performance forever. That's not realistic. You're going to die early. Mm-hmm. And if all you have to focus on is number one, you can't focus on weight loss forever. Like you're, you, you will, your metabolism will adapt to eventually a point you can't keep up with the calories. Um, you can't go for one forever. So you got to have points of your life where you do. When I was a professional fighter, the majority of mine was I was focused on performance. Well, now I'm a dad and a husband and a business owner, and I'm still trained. I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. I still train. But I'm not, you know, performance isn't my goal. Like I just, right now it's aesthetics. Like I want to look better than the other dads, just being honest. Like I, you know, like I, that's, that is my goal right now. I'm 35 years old, so I'm not focused on the longevity point necessarily. But, you know, when I get older, I'm going to go aggressively towards eating in a way that supports longevity. And I'm not going to care so much about aesthetics and performance. So like we have to, we have to aggressively go towards those and, you know, we have to periodize them for, for however long that needs to be micro cycles. I tell people it needs to be micro cycles with performance and aesthetics. And then, you know, we can look towards longevity, you know, whenever you, whenever you feel like you need to just don't wait too long. It's crazy though, because you're talking about something too, that's psychological. Like there's so many people who are so hardwired for whenever I go to the gym, I have to fucking max out. I have to perform. I have to, uh, it's crazy how psychological food and losing weight and performing can all be because we get so, I think homeostasis works too for the same for everything. Really like the way you train is the way you always approach the gym. And sometimes it takes someone to come in and be like, dude, well, what are we actually shooting for? Like, and to retrain your brain to sort of go, okay, I don't need to go to the gym and absolutely murder myself every single time. That's wild. I never thought of it that way, bro. Yeah, you get injured. It's uh, I've trained. I've changed my training so much, like the way I lift weights. Like, which Greg Walsh, the owner of Wolf Brigade and the, the head coach, like he's he's changed a lot of that. It's like when I when I talk about he uses a term heavy enough to be useful when talking about choosing a weight, and it's like you know what? Like used to let's say like my all time bench max is three hundred fifty pounds. So let's say like if I'm putting myself on percentage, if I'm doing a, a workout, like okay, like. This week, I have to do 70% of my, my max. The, the next week, I have to do 72% of my max, whatever. Like, that's great. But what if I didn't get that much? I didn't get much sleep. I didn't do all these other things. I'm just not feeling it. Maybe I have a crick in my neck. Something's going on. It's tough. So, like, for me, heavy enough to be useful, that varies kind of day to day. Like, like that, that, that's very much a, a varying thing. And honestly, I'm stronger now than I've ever been. But what that's also allowed me to do is now I work out less too. Like I used to work out like strength training five, six days a week. And now I'm like three or four. 
Um, but those sessions, I go in and I attack them. Like, like it is, is again, another thing Greg says, my coach is like, even your workouts, like attack them with martial intent. Like I'm, I'm aggressive in there because I'm not showing up sore. I'm not showing up hurt. I'm choosing a right weight and I am so freaking focused on moving this weight aggressively and with great form. Um, and I'm going in and giving every session, you know, what I got and then allowing myself to recover. It's like, man, I'm just, I'm in a, I'm in, I feel so much better. I've had shoulder reconstructive surgery. I've had four knee surgeries, like four face surgeries, fractured my neck. Like I'm, my, my fighting career was rough. What did you Stand call an organ? You called it micro micro cycles, basically. Micro cycles. It's small cycles. Small I think cycles. I think so you could can. use that a principle for success anywhere in life. You yeah, know, one sure. one of my complaints, Tyler, about owning a business, at least for us, because you know, don't play the fucking music, I'll kill you. Is uh is just how hard it was to get like a brand off the ground. And it never felt like we had seasons. It never feels like we have like you're always on and that's i feel like it was detrimental to a lot of people on the team because you can never you can never give it bursts you can never give it like micro focus on certain things yeah. does that make any sense no it does if it you does. could subdivide a work life into micro doses of bursts and seasons i think everyone would be more productive and, and it's crazy yeah. that you say it about the body too because i feel like they're one in the same it's, yeah. it's just interesting I mean, be, go ahead I'm say I'm in a weird spot because you know, like I have a business and it's it's successful, but it's it's nowhere near as successful as I know it could be. But that's because I'm a student. You know, I'm a full time grad student, and I'm also a very dedicated husband and dad, and I want to be very involved in all those things. And it's like I know that that something has to give, and it's I'm in you know, and I'm I'm also in a in the nutrition world. I refuse to be one of those guys telling people that scaring people. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to, in the nutrition, in my business, I'm not going to scare people into thinking they have to have something. So that automatically eliminates my ability to succeed. I'm sitting here trying to give people science and simplicity. And we talked about that. People want novelty and oddities. Um, so so that's kind of the thing. But it's like I'm, I've never once been able to focus solely on nutrition. I went from being a professional athlete to doing nutrition on myself to help and to be an athlete and doing nutrition with other people to being uh, a husband, a dad, a student, all these things. And it's like, man, as soon as I finish all of my, my studies and stuff, like that'll be the first time in my life I've been able to aggressively actually, you know, attack these things. And, and it's, you know, it's, and so right now I'm still like, like I'm a very, I'm a very present husband and father. But at the same time, it's like I find ways my I, my free time. I'm not watching TV. I'm not. I'm literally studying nutrition, even if it has nothing to do with my master's degree. Like I'm studying other facets of nutrition. But yeah. I'm just trying to find and evolve as much as I can in the limited time I have. So I'm very excited for the time I don't have to to study to finish a degree, and all I can do is focus on on you know, exploding you know, my business and, and what I feel like I have to offer the nutrition industry. I yeah. think what you're saying too is, um, you know, how you had the uh, triangle analogy. You can hold the middle. You're just not aggressively going one way or the other where it's going to be full potential. So you can yes. kind of tread in the middle. You can still balance these things, but you won't get the amazing results yeah. as you would if going after one. Is yeah. That kind of what you're it's saying? just, if you balance those, if you balance those things, don't, don't be upset if you're not performing like you want, don't be mm. upset if you're not look the way you want. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. So take me back a minute. Um, 
because you started to give us your opinion on some of these diets, which I'd love to hear. I know you love to rant a little bit, which is sometimes my favorite because we've spent a lot of time <laughs> traveling. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell me what you think about, well, you can go in on the liver King. Yeah, I want to know what your beef was with like the yeah. liver King. Uh, um, so, so my, my only issue with the liver King was number one, the lying about steroid use. I don't, I don't care if the guy takes steroids. I could care less. Like, but don't just outwardly lie about it because then you're painting a false picture that, Hey, you can eat only this way and look this good. That's silly, man. Um, you know, and, and, and then, and then this, I told someone this, like, here's the thing. The guy is taking steroids. Like, let's be real. Yeah. The moment, if it ever happens that he, and this is exactly what happened. I wish I would have publicly said this. The moment it comes out that he's taking steroids, if it ever comes out now, it diminishes all the hard work he's actually done because the dude obviously eats good and obviously works out really hard. Yeah. But because now you have all these people saying, like, oh, it was just the steroids. Like, no, he worked really hard. Right. He was just told and, and, and acting like it wasn't. So now you have to think it was only the steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Because you uh, don't just so shoot nice. up and look like that. It still right. it takes hard, hard yeah. work and dieting and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's my thing. So my, so that that was i don't have any personal issue i don't know the guy i mean we probably get a lot i don't know i'm uh, you know i don't i don't you know i don't i don't dislike the guy i just want to fight <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you, know, about, you know all this prehistoric stuff i'm like man you know that's so you know that's pretty ancestral is fist fights those are doesn't get much more ancestral than that yeah um you know so that was kind of my thing but i don't i don't get as mad at him as i do like carnivore md the things carnivore md does that are just just can you give an example sickening man i mean yeah i'm not familiar walking with through, walk, walking through a grocery store shirt this this is enough really um, yeah he does that walks through grocery store shortly and picks something off the thing and, and starts talking about it and makes you feel like a horrible parent if your kid's eating from a plastic container oh, bro shut up he went to a he went to a he went to a hospital once to the cafeteria of the hospital where you have kids you know, dying of cancer, being treated, being treated or, you know, dying of cancer. And he's in this, this cafeteria talking about how disgusting it is. That these foods are offered in this cafeteria. And I'm like, bro, the people that are surrounded by you that might be choosing those foods right now, like we understand that you've made millions of dollars, you know, being, being who you are in this nutrition world, you know, snake oil salesman. But the people that are around you are just hoping they their parents tomorrow. Like they're hoping that their kid is still alive tomorrow. Yeah. And you're sitting here yeah. talking about these horrible decisions that are all around them. I'm like, bro, like, like, who are you? He's just 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 a disgusting human. And he's part of the the one that marketed Liver King. Like that was part of to market carnivore. He was a big influencer on creating the brand that is a Liver King. And what happens as soon as Liver King you know, gets outed for steroid use, carnivore MD gets on this big public thing. And he's like, you know, I had my suspicions about Brian, you know, but I'm, I'm just really disappointed. My bro, shut up. Yeah. Like, like the word to me that that was disgusting. Cause I'm like, this is your friend. Like if, if I'm, if you're this guy's friend, like if I was liver King's friend and that comes out, I'm like, well, you know, I hope he learns from this. I hope he uses this to, 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 you know, to, you know, to grow from it and, and helps because oh, what about the guy, these, his ancestral tenants and stuff. Yeah. People need to get, people need to move towards those things. People need to get off technology and says like, this is, this is true. Like a lot of, a lot of his messages is, is, is great, but it's diluted by, by the BS and 
Carnivore MD is a creator of that, and then he throws him under the bus as soon as it's over because he's got to protect his brand. Yeah, it's just a piece of shit absurd. Like, how, how does it even sound if you have someone telling you that fiber is dangerous? Like, what? Like, that doesn't even sound reasonable. And <laughs> mind you, the, the carnivore, carnivore MD used to be vegetarian. He used to, like, like hawk the vegetarian diet. So it's it's, it's just it's mind-blowing how, how people can, He's just a can, fad, can buy like, into these people. He just jumps on the fads. It seems like I don't even know who yeah. that is. Yeah, I followed yeah. some of his stuff. He's kind That's of awesome. a douche. Yeah. Yeah, he just, like, it's so, like, you know, I remember one time he was, like, talking about deodorant and toothpaste and shampoo and all and how we don't use that. I'm like, that's okay. Like, you know, and he would he would attack he would attack things in stores too, where you're just like walnuts or like he like yeah, because that's shocking. It has to be sh- you have you want to watch that video, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, he's a he's a he's trash. What do they call it? Sensationalism. Yep. It's uh, like really, I'd really like to find I'd really like to find Carnivore MD, but I knew there was no chance of that happening, so I was like, you know what? Maybe Liver King would be interested because he's at least. You know, he's a big, tough dude. Like, maybe he would be interested in it. I mean, like, no part of me looks at Carnivore MD and thinks that guy's interested in some physical altercation. <laughs> um, you know, so so I guess Liver King was, like, the, the one I was hoping that I could, you know, say, yeah. say Paul's name as I'm punching Liver King. <laughs> Actually, you know, the one guy who I follow who I think does it well, he's not sensationalized or anything, is Sean Baker. He used to be a combat medic with uh, special forces. Um, is Sean Baker the one who started the carnivore diet? Yeah, I don't know if he started it, but he's been on Rogan. Uh, he's just he's he's more he. I think he approaches it more from the medical side, and he's like, "Look, this works for me. I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody. I get tested quite a bit. This is what works for me. I love it. Um, but I've never seen him be incredibly sensational like those other guys." Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't follow him a lot, or, or see, but from what I have seen, like he's not nearly he's not trying to create a gimmick from it, which yeah. is you know how it should be. He, he he's not gimmicky. With what do you it, what do you think about Tyler? Like as you're doing your study, and like one of the stories that I love in Carnivore is uh, Jordan Peterson and his daughter. How she had a lot of autoimmune issues, and um, you know, uh, Carnivore was the only thing that got rid of her autoimmune issues or at least that's what she claims uh yeah, yeah. same with her pop so, have you followed any of her story yeah yeah i have and, and here's the thing I, I will if 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 you if i have a this guy come you know jordan peterson was to come to me and it's like hey man this thing helped my daughter i'm not going to sit here and say well no it wasn't that bro I'm like if it if it's helping her it's helping her but the truth of the matter is again we go back to is eating a carnivore diet what helped or is not eating a standard American diet what helped. So if we take her carnivore diet and if we add some, let's, if we added some sweet potatoes in there, you're telling me all of her symptoms are going to come back. If we add some, some kale in there or all of her symptoms going to go back, like yeah. probably not. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, it, it's a lot of times, again, the, the fix is in what we're not doing, not in what we're suddenly doing. Uh, but again, I'll never. That is a great. You know, point. I did a video once, not attacking Jordan Peterson, but I called him out because he was talking about the. He was kind of the the government trying to screw us with the food god pyramid, and so I did a video on that. I'm like, come on, man! But I'm never going to attack someone's belief in what has has helped a family member of theirs, and because ultimately it, it works for them. Yeah, it's not their fault. If that's what that's what Joe Rogan does all the time, man. Like Joe Rogan tries something, and Tim Ferriss, those are just those are career triers. 
Yeah. Like Joe Rogan will try something for 30 days, like the carnivore diet. And then you just have all these people jumping on it. And then when it doesn't work or something, people start saying bad stuff about Joe Rogan or people in my industry. Like, well, Joe, Joe Rogan needs to keep his mouth shut about nutrition. I'm like, well, why? He just wanted to, he wanted to try it for his own use. And he said he liked it. He just shares his experience. But it's like, yeah, it's his, it's literally called the Joe Rogan experience. It's not called that Joe Rogan tells you to do this. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, and it's like, and then people just decide, well, Joe Rogan did it. I'm going to do it. Well, cool. You know, if Joe liked it, great. If he didn't cool. But it's, uh, yeah, if you got a name now, all you, I did a video, I guess it was yesterday. I like showing what my day, a day in the diet of me looks like. Cause I get asked all the time and I showed people what it looked like. It's a lot of deer meat. Um, but then I had a little message at the end of it talking about how it's the perfect diet for me at this point in my life with my specific goal, with my specific height, weight, you know, and, and all of that. And if you're not those things, it's probably not the perfect diet for you. Yeah. And it's, but it's an honest opinion at least, you know, and that's what we need more is honesty because all those fad diets and these supplements and fat burners and stuff that are just bullshit. Um, they're not honest. And even if you just, it doesn't sell. Yeah. And if you just state that like, this is my opinion or this is how it makes me feel might not make you feel that way, but instead they're again, sensationalizing it. Like you need to be doing this or you're a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, no, that's just awful. Like, it's just, it's horrible. It's like, you know how many people are out there, uh, like low socioeconomic status families that probably don't think that they can get healthy because they've seen so much misinformation saying they need things that they can't afford. Like mm. that runs all over me. Like that drives me nuts. Because if you're following one of these idiots, like the the single mom on WIC and, and government assistance, she's like, well, I'm just doomed to, to be unhealthy because I can't afford organic. I can't afford to just eat these things like that's not true you can absolutely be healthy you just can't you know eat the the, the fitness industry has become a very it's another weird rant but it's become an ideology yes and it's become a very privileged privileged community Mm. whether it should be or not it's become a it didn't used to be you know like you used you know like we used to be inspired by rocky balboa drinking eggs and running down the road but it's like now and i'm not saying anything bad about these things or if people can afford to do these things but it's like now it's like if you don't belong to a 200, $250 gym, no, and you don't eat so organic and you're not wearing Lululemon and, and you don't meditate every morning and, and you don't eat, yeah, eat your greens like, and do like, this. Yeah. That's fucking no, sure. That's so getting, true. Make sure you do a cold plunge. Like if you can't afford a cold plunge, I don't even know if you can live long. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it it's gives like, you even more anxiety. Like, like you hear a guy like Tim Ferriss, like, and he gives you your morning routine. You're like, I don't have time to meditate, cold plunge, stretch, yeah. read journal, fucking, yeah, I'm doomed. So, so, yeah. So that's the thing. I, I get really annoyed with that because it's like, man, everyone deserves. Uh, everyone deserves to to be as healthy as possible for them, and for them is different than it is for you. And what they have available to them is different than what you have available to you. And, Ty- but they can still do it. Tyler, is there um, maybe three tips or a little bit of advice that you would have for somebody that is like low income but wants to? be healthy. I don't know what those would be, but maybe just yeah. a few things to get started. That's a great question where, um, Phil, anybody could do it. Yeah. The, the biggest thing was if you have the time to be active, be active. I didn't say workout. I didn't say join a gym. I said, be active, meaning play with you. If you have time, you know, if you have two, three jobs, you might not have the time to be honest, but play, walk, do these things, stay off the TV. If you can, like I like, do more active things, um, as far as nutrition goes is manage your portions, 
like do your best to manage portions, choose what you can afford protein wise. Like who, who cares if it's the, the cheap ground beef, ground beef at the discount store that goes out of, you know, out of, out of date in two days, eat it. Like, like do your absolute best to eat as much protein as you can do your absolute best to afford as many, you know, high nutrient dense fruits and vegetables as you can. And then with whatever's left, just do your best to buy things that aren't super high calorie, very high processed. And again, do your best. Like I'm not, you know, I don't care if you're eating box, you know, boxed rice. That's great. Fine. Do it. I'm saying I would rather you spend the money on something like boxed rice than a box of Snickers or a box of Twinkies, you know? So there's still, there's still many, many adjustments you can make to, to do that. That's really cool. Um, no, I like that a lot, actually. Maddie, that's probably what I'm going to use for my clip to promote this. No, it's nice. so good, though, because what you said earlier, Tyler, we t- I, I touched on it. Like, a lot of this is psychological. A lot of people never get off the, the bleachers because they get so overwhelmed with social media. They don't know where to start. They feel stupid for starting. They And you're so overwhelmed. Like, if I can't have T-bones and fucking organic ghee every day, I'm doomed. I, I think those are great tips, like. Yeah. No, I think that that's super helpful because let's be real, like the majority of people cannot afford a lot of this like fancy stuff that we're seeing. Um, and that kind of led me into my next question that I really wanted to ask you is your thoughts on organic versus non-organic. Um, because I've gone back and forth over the years. I'm like, how do we know that it's actually organic? Or are they just putting a sticker on it and charging more? Do you have any opinions on like, is there... The, are the benefits so much better with organic? No, they're, they're just not. It's, it's, are there some, some better? Yes, but there's some worse. I mean, there's some things showing the pesticides, the natural pesticides used on organic products that are pesticides-free are actually dangerous at lower toxic amounts than the other stuff. So it's like, it, it, if it makes you feel good, do it. Like, go ahead and do it. it it's, it's not going to hurt you to go organic. Um, but you know, despite what the, 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 the big organic community, it's also not going to hurt you to not, you know, it's like if you, if you are eating a diet, that's very, very high in, you know, high quality foods, even if they're not organic, you're going to be better off than the person that's eating all organic, but it's not high quality. I would rather you eat an unorganic apple than an organic pop tart. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's like what the food is, is going to matter much more than, than the label that's on the food. Yeah. Cause you got those like hipsters and shit out there now that'll tell you about their organic diet while they're sitting there vaping and everything. Doing a line of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm healthy. It's organic Coke though. Coke's got zero (laughs) carbs though, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, I mean, this is all great and, and really helpful. Um, and I think that this can help a ton of people. So I hope they listen to it. And where can people find you? Cause your company is ethos, right? Ethos nutrition is, is, you know, I branded the company just to, to, you know, cause I've got one employee and I want to have more, but, uh, uh, down the road, but my, my Instagram is just filled with information. I, I met a guy this weekend, came up, introduced himself and told me that just from following me on Instagram, he's lost 80 pounds. Um, That's just amazing. listening to what I do on Instagram and I've had many people do things like that. So can you shout that guy out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I don't remember his full name. We didn't like get like intimate with the conversation. He was a great dude. Uh, 
but uh, I know his uh, his social media was something like Napalm Tomahawk, and it was cool. I followed him on social media. He don't post a lot, <laughs> but it was sick. really cool. To, I just want, so it, I was getting teary eyed. Yeah, so I just cool. want to say shout out to him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was so cool. He was at this conversion this past weekend. It was just it was so inspiring to see this guy. Yeah, um, but he, uh, you know, but but my Instagram Tyler Minton Nutrition. Like I'm posting tons of free content. Uh, my whole entire goal with that was when COVID happened. I lost pretty much all my business. So I needed to look for ways to attract different clientele. So I started charging more and I started getting a lot more clients. But like I said earlier, I think everyone, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, I feel like you deserve and you know, you deserve quality nutrition and quality education and nutrition or, or and information. So once I started charging more and more concierge price for my my one-on-one services. I decided I was going to in turn give as much free information as possible so that people would never have to hire me and could still have a lot of success. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. My last question for you, and then we'll let you get out of here actually is, um, is there going back to athletes? I want to get back on. I don't take supplements cause I'm really bad at remembering. I think you remember that. Um, <laughs> I just, I'll start for like a day and forget, but you know, I'd like to get back on the things that would be beneficial. Is there like three to four supplements you recommend for me or for athletes, um, that are kind of like stable for diabetics? Yeah. Creatine creatine is one. I think just about everybody should be on, um, whether you're an athlete or not. Uh, the benefits of creatine are just they're coming out with more and more studies just showing creatine is amazing, uh, not just for, for muscular health but and, and performance, but neurological health. Really? Um, creatine, yeah, yeah. It's being used in studies for, for all kinds of neurological issues. Um, your, your brain runs on ATP as well, and creatine you know, helps produce more. So um, creatine is, is a big one. Uh, omegas, like, like getting your omegas up, uh, can be huge. Omega threes, uh, that's a big one. Just protein is good if you need to hit, if you're not able to hit your protein numbers with meat. I take protein, but I take it occasionally. Like, I don't even do it every day because most days I'm able to eat enough, you know, dead animal to hit my protein needs. Um, but if you're not able to, then, then I would rather tell someone to get some protein powder just to hit those numbers. But beyond that, anything else is just what about vitamin you know, D? Yeah, vitamin D can be good, but I'm a big fan, especially the fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, um, making sure you need it before you take it because too much can be a problem. And Some people just already have a hot mouth. So if you go get blood work done and it shows you're deficient or low in vitamin D, I absolutely think you should get it up. But I'm not a big fan of people taking vitamins, especially fat-soluble vitamins, just, you know, just cause because you have no idea if you even need it and it can actually be harmful to get too much i crush some gummy vitamins i don't know if they actually work or not but i love them hey whatever it takes <laughs> but anyways tyler thank you so much for coming on here i know we hammered you with questions we got tyler minton you know where to find him we're going to link it in this and uh he's the nutritionist to the stars right you know, all the big ufc guys That's use right. you um but no this is great man i think that this is a bunch of valuable information for people and uh we'll have to have you back for your second round oh, after yeah. you finish that degree because i know it's always changing yeah yeah thanks bro yeah man not a problem at all i appreciate it i can do one in person no